Hello and welcome to another episode of Cartridge Club Prime. I am Musty Hobbit and I'll be hosting our June episode where we've gone and selected a gritty third-person tactical cover shooter and survival horror mashup, the Xbox 360 exclusive Gears of War. And joining me for the show will be Jason from Corpse Flood Gaming, the Game Tenants podcast, and the Super Enabler Bros podcast. I had a great time chatting with Jason about his experience with the series, where he feels it fits in with the rest, and some of the differences you'll get if you check out the 2016 Ultimate Edition, available on Xbox One and PC. So roadie run to a nice comfy seat, it's going to be a wild ride. Here's 2005, and the Xbox 360 is coming out. They're like, we don't have Halo yet. Uh, we need something really, really, really big. And so, the, you know, 2005, they're like, let's let's reveal uh, a nice big exclusive. And Cliffy B comes out on E3, and I and I remember the presentation. I actually found it on on, on YouTube, but uh, to watch it again. But I, I remember him showing. Uh, one of the encounters from the game. Do you, do you what what's your memory of, of Gears? Like like do you do you remember the pre-launch stuff with Gears? Yeah, it was kind of cool because uh, you know they did a lot different than they do now. It was like more like an early build, like an alpha maybe, mm-hmm. or may- maybe even a beta. I don't know, but uh, it was pre. You know, a lot of the stuff that they added kind of really makes you realize how much stuff can be last minute in a in a game yeah but, like uh, there were there were some big there were some big um just missing pieces I, I i think marcus looked much much different yeah uh speaking of things they needed the really big things they needed apparently it was just people's feet <laughs> and, feet. and every, yeah well did you see the boots on these guys well they, i mean they're, <laughs> they're like tree trunks right like they're yeah. like ele- elephant legs yeah yeah <laughs> It was, it's pretty. It's pretty great. I mean, it kind of reminded me of those like uh, Fish Price Rescue Heroes toys they used to have in like the late nineties. <laughs> okay, <Eric Potter>. yeah. <laughs> that's totally what I remember thinking at first. But I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Do you see the the guy who designed them all? I, I think I shared a meme a, a while ago, and the guy is, he looks like a Gears of War character. Yeah, like, oh, he just went by his own proportions. Like, well, yeah, and they, I mean, they looked much different than anything that was coming out right everything like everyone almost looked like uh you know, professional you know pro wrestler or like yeah, a, a football player yeah. yeah they just 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 big big bulky individuals <laughs> big bulky and I, and I feel like i i feel like the game even to this point even though now the series has a a, a female protagonist right like the series had this like uh kind of uh perception to it that it was like a meathead kind of thing macho dude bro yeah 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 i mean and 
I, uh, to I, his I, to I point, guess, it does. <laughs> I, I I guess Cliffy B coming out and and you know selling the game in the first place because it was his his brainchild. Um, you know, didn't really uh, do it any favors either because he was very uh, you know energetic, almost egotistical. He still has perceptions of him. He's kind of faded mm-hmm. into the into the darkness at this point but yeah especially uh, his, his uh studio went under yeah was that lawbreakers <laughs> yeah yeah that's too bad emergence day was the thing that they were always talking about right like that was that was and that was their way of like selling launch was was emergence day yeah that's a good name for like release day you know it yeah, made, it it made sense and it ties in with the lore of the series too so it was pretty so cool was good marketing oh it was real good marketing um one of the things that I, I think to this day, um, and, and I miss it. I, I miss, granted, I, I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but like the way that TV commercials of that era, um, especially like leading up to a game's release when they would like drop this during like Monday Night Football or the, or, you know, the Super Bowl the, kind of thing. Some, yeah, some big event. And the, the first time I saw the Mad World commercial, like, that was that was me going like I, I I was I was pretty warm about it because I you know I had the 360 at that point I wanted reasons to feel really good about the 360 at that point other than Oblivion which I think I, I was playing a ton at that point in time. That was one of the first games I bought. I know yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I was bummed that that got pushed out of the launch window. But when I saw that Mad World commercial, I was like, yeah. I uh, I will go put my put my money down on that game right now. Like, uh, if if you've if you haven't seen the commercial, those of you who are listening again, the, like the um, I miss I miss this kind of TV spot. Yeah, it was pretty epic. You know, selling it like a movie almost, and mm-hmm. uh, just showcasing what the game has rather than you know. Uh, a, just a cool like morose music that went with it you know with mad world being kind of like a bummer of a song and yeah showing all this stuff happening you're like wow what the hell is this i gotta i gotta be checking this out yeah and i i think if i remember right gears 2 did something similar and i can't i just can't remember what the song was um but they did another one of those uh, of, of that style of ad but it, it's it's yeah. fallen off we just don't get that anymore and i think it i think no. it's, it's the just- it's just everything everything's always on all the time so there's always like you know everything everything just gets swept under the rug almost there's so many the game industry has become such a giant beast that uh you know the the real triple a games might get something or like a crazy ad campaign but it's more like quick 20 second before your youtube video Mm-hmm. starts videos and it doesn't really do much for you and it's all got the same kind of music to it too so <laughs> and a lot of the time they just put in popular music to get you know get the young people's uh sure <laughs> attention but a lot of the time it doesn't fit uh fit in i'm thinking especially um, the mortal kombat 11 reveal. oh yeah remember that and it was like you know it's like dubstep trap music stuff and i was like what the hell is this like i, I wanted like i want i watched it again and muted it and i liked it so much better i was like this oh, yeah. doesn't fit in at all because <laughs> i'm like i love what i'm seeing i just hate what i'm hearing yeah <laughs> like two years ago everything was blah 
<laughs> it was the Christopher, the Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah. Just everything. Uh, and you're just like, yeah, you throw me flashes of action. And yeah, so it's, you know, I know I'm supposed to think this is epic, but I'm too busy laughing at the boys. But yeah, like, like we, we can look back at that commercial and just see like this. Yeah, it, it, it felt so different. Mm. And, and, and I mean, it, it sold me on, on, on the thing. I, I remember picking it up and playing it on, on day one. I, I'm assuming you're in the same boat. Pretty close. Yeah. Actually, my brother is the one that bought it. He, uh, he, I think he was out of town for something. He picked it up, brought it over and we started playing through it and I was into it right away. I'd, I'd heard about it, uh, but I like just gotten my 360. I always wait a couple of years before console after mm-hmm. consoles come out until there's a bunch of games and I just grabbed it. And I think it was probably like a week after I got my own 360 that it came out and, or maybe, maybe it was just right after he got it. I don't know. Sure. Maybe it wasn't right at launch, but I remember being stoked for him bringing it over. And uh, for last gen, that's the kind of what, what we do. I'd uh, anything that was on, you know, multiple systems, I'd grab on 360 because, Hey, he can borrow it. Hey, we can play it together if he's got a copy too, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the first game he bought that wasn't one that I was, I already had that I was like, damn, I need to steal this from you because <laughs> I'm going to be playing the shit. We played a couple hours and I was kind of like, yeah, leave this here. I'm <laughs> just, you won't miss it. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be you won't fine. miss a game you just bought. Uh, yeah, we, we had a kind of a cool thing going with that. You know, I stopped buying Call of Duties and Halos because I'd buy it, but then he'd borrow it till the next one came out, especially with Call of Duty. Hmm. Uh, but uh, Gears of War I, was the one I was right into. It yeah. It quickly became my favorite co-op game. And to this day, it's my favorite co-op series. Like as soon as it comes out, I got to be playing it with someone. Like awesome. I usually I usually play through it on my own on like normal, maybe hardcore, but I save insane for playing with a friend because it makes less aggravating Man, I, and more I, fun. I don't know that I've ever played any. I haven't played any of them on the highest difficulties. Like that's, I I find uh, this game is it's not easy. Yeah, the it's first one easy. especially is pretty yeah. challenging, uh, especially near the beginning. Uh, it seems to be pretty. It's almost like it's got difficulty spikes, but you're not fighting any different enemies. They just seem to be smarter at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. to get you kind of like, you know, jumped in sort of. Kind of yeah. like you're kind of like you're being initiated into a gang. You're like, oh, that, that makes sense. Oh, it goes like this, yeah, and uh, it really hammers into your head. Like, this is a cover shooter, not a running gun. Like, mm-hmm. get in cover, or you're not going to be long for this world. Yeah, um, I uh, that I think was the bit one of the big selling points here was like like other games had done cover mechanics. Uh, Kill Switch is one of the ones on the original Xbox that that mm-hmm. did that did some of that. You had your like. Metal Gear, like some of the Metal Gear games, but a lot of that was like the stealthiness. There wasn't, yeah, it was uh, more like hide behind stuff for stealth purposes more than mm-hmm. you could kind of hide behind things for gunning, but it wasn't really refined. And I find that when this came out, it really like stepped up what a cover shooter can be and mm-hmm. um, really kind of reinvigorated that idea of a game. Where you're like, you can have cover without having to be stealth, and it's not just all strafing. Because I remember g- shooting games before this was like more about strafing and you know ducking down behind cover, but not like 
uh, you know, sticking up against the cover. Yeah. And and really utilizing it rather than just if I walk behind this car, they can't shoot me for a minute so I can, you know, figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah. So, I mean, in, 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 in this game, and I feel, I feel like there's like a sense of weight, like when you, when you, cause you, there's some leeway as far as like when you're able to snap into cover, mm -hmm. but when you do like you feel it, the sound is there, there's a bit of a punch to it and you just kind of slam your shoulder into that kind of uh, <laughs> a little, little bit. And yeah. then, uh, yeah. And, and like, I think that's some of what felt so good because it was, it was breaking the mold of what, of what all these other third person action games had done. And it was taking things that made sense in a even a first person shooter world of the halos and the, and the, um, and the call of duties and things like that. Um, which really at that point were even hitting their own stride and then Absolutely. taking enough of those mechanics and, and pulling those uh, over. Um, my, uh, my question, you, you've, you've tried it across all the different difficulties. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned how punishing it can be. Like, did, did you feel like, uh, like it was almost too cruel to you in some instances like 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 that you just got shredded in some in, in, in some cases uh yeah it's there's some definite trial and error things uh it's and it kind of brings me back to you know kind of the classic games like contra where you got to re remember the pattern when the guys show up out of the side of the screen because sometimes you'll be in an area where you're like oh yeah here you're like i got these guys and then you know someone will bullet blast down a wall behind you and you're like oh crap i didn't uh i didn't account for that so are there you know someone will have the troika gun the you know the oh the big, big turret yeah. big turret mm -hmm. gun and you'd be like all right so i gotta i gotta deal with these guys trying to flank me and take that thing out because it'll shred you in no time at all on any difficulty <laughs> so uh yeah really used to what what guns work good for what situation and what you want to kind of keep in your loadout. Cause this isn't like a lot of the other shooters of the time where you can just pick up as many guns as you want and cycle through them. Now you get like two main guns, your grenade and your handgun. Mm -hmm. uh, so there, so there was a pretty good assortment. Did you, I'll, I'll let you go first. Do you have maybe a favorite weapon and maybe, maybe a, a an also ran? Um, well, yeah, it's a bit of a spoiler. If you listen to the Game Tens podcast, we did a thing about favorite guns in video games. Yeah. And uh, pretty quick, I, I came up with what mine was, and that's the Lancer. Mm -hmm. I always got to have the Lancer in my... That's a good choice. In, in my that's a very good choice. <laughs> it's a chainsaw machine gun. It's the coolest idea in, you know, it's not the most devastating game. You know, it's not the BFG from Doom or anything like that, but it's both useful and melee and ranged it's got a it doesn't have a crazy spread so it's a good pretty uh accurate from most ranges uh and then i always had to have as soon as the boltock gun which is basically the magnum mm -hmm. uh when as soon as that's available that's my my go-to gun i love just picking off squishy headshots with that thing <laughs> it's one of the selling points of this game to me i'm a big horror fan and i love just sawing up anything i can or just blowing everything into chum 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, so the the Lancer just became like the icon of this uh, yeah, of this game. Like, you know, they they showed it when they revealed it um uh when Rod Ferguson uh, moved on from the coalition. But when he when he left they gave him a gold-plated one, right? Like yeah. I I think yeah. That was pretty Which sweet. Is, uh, yeah, that would be amazing. You have one as well. Yes. Actually, I have, I have two. Uh, Par Party City uh, carried them around last Party Halloween. Party City carried them okay. around last Halloween, and they were so <laughs> cheap. They were like thirty dollars, and I was like, "All right, well, I'm getting one." And I'm doing. I knew the uh, uh, John DiMaggio was going to be at a convention I was going to, and I was like, "I am going to custom it up. I'm gonna." I, I grabbed my spray paint and I made the chainsaw part all bloody. And I was like, "Cause I looked at the thing when I finally got it. Like I looked at it online. I was like, "I'm totally getting them to sign one of these." That's awesome. And then when I got it, it's so detailed and bumpy. I was like, where's he even going to sign on it? I was like, the only real flat part where it'd be a nice place to sign is the, on the saw blade. So I was like, right there then. Okay, so I'm bloodying that, and then he can sign that. You can sign and over then, the blood. Yeah, and I was thinking of doing something custom with the other one. And, you know, maybe maybe do like a Gears costume or something to go with. But this one that's signed is going in a shadow box. But uh, Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, obviously that's a big awesome. fan of that gun. It's a... Uh, you know, this is basically my favorite shooter series, bar none. Uh, during the 360 generation, my most played games on the platform, especially online, were uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2 and Gears 2. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, it was one of those games that I don't, don't even tell me about it. Just tell me when it's coming out and I will pick it up. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Uh, there's a few guns I, I don't want to I don't want to miss talking about um okay. i i i dug the lancer a lot as well but i think some of the specialty ones that i really liked um i liked the torque bow oh yeah torque bow is fun the torque bow was was a good time so the the torque bow effectively is a uh like a long bow like like but uh the the bolts for it are uh, explosive yeah. And and it's nice because it, it gives it gives you the arc right you 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 yeah. you pull the bow back and then the thing winds up and you hear kind of these like gears, literally yeah. like yeah. turning to like like yeah, getting a hydraulic like, bow yeah yeah it's, it's so and cool then, like, and it's like it shoots and it just like sticks and you get this like really satisfying sound <laughs> the tink you're like something tink. got stuck with that yeah <laughs> and then if 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 you manage to to actually get them like the spray. Like the explosion and like the blood spray. If you were, if you got it, it's just like this <laughs> giant geyser, just goes <laughs> yeah. straight up. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little over the top at times, but that's it can be. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if you, against the right enemies, it'll it's a it's a one shot uh, kill. The problem is you can't hold it forever. Like the, yeah, after a while, it automatically let go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that uh, that one was really cool. Uh, yeah, it's more a, original in the game, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 again, it was another one of those that kind of, you know, you have your standard shotgun. You've got your burst rifle. You've got your your sniper rifle, which I I like the long shot, but it doesn't it doesn't do a ton that's like super unique for yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, really. It's just one of those. If you head, it's glorious when you get a headshot, but any other kind of shot, you're like, it's come crazy. on, come on, yeah, yeah, come super on. hard, <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, I played uh, I played the original and ultimate within a, I think a day and a half. There you I, go. I, when I, I was like the first of June, I was like messaging you know church mainly because I uh, you know he got me to play Undertale last month, and I was like, you know what that means? It was June first, and I was like, so we going or what? He's like. <laughs> I've already played the first one, uh, you know, I played on PC, I'll, maybe I'll play two, and I was like, fine. So then I just steamrolled first one and <laughs> Ultimate Edition right in a row, so like, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I, any excuse to play Gears and I'm on it. So yeah. I made it a personal goal to beat all four 360 installments and the Ultimate Edition this month and just squeaked by. There you go. I, yeah congratulations on that that's <laughs> <laughs> thanks i i was planning to do co-op of two three and judgment with church but we were coming kind of coming down to the wire and i, I had a day where i couldn't really get down to the game room luckily mm -hmm. i have a 360 in my living room as well so i was like ah i got two tvs set up in the living room the kids can watch whatever they want on the big one the small one uh it's not really even that small it's like a 32 but uh, on the side, I, I just played Judgment while I, you know, while, while I played with them and stuff. And luckily, they uh, they aren't put off by gore and stuff. <laughs> That's good because there's a lot. There's a yeah. lot. Um, yeah. And and depending on how you're, you know, we already talked about what happens with the torque bow, but like you know, yeah, the Lancer it has a chainsaw. It is never not amazing mm -hmm. catching someone with that saw. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, most of my deaths, I would say in this game is when I'm just like on a saw spree and then someone walks up behind me and like shoots me. You know, I don't really, I, you know, in the multiplayer, I'm more, you know, conscious of that kind of stuff. But when yeah. I, I'll, I'll get, I'll get going on the song and I, I start getting a little, uh, I feel like Ash from our, <laughs> our, our Mary Darkness. Ah, ah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I should have probably went behind cover. So that's why I like. Well, that's why I like about uh, co-oping because I can like pick me up. I got a little too into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting that they don't at least let that happen, right? Like, like if if you're pretty much at all times, you have a a, a teammate with you uh, in mm -hmm. in the story, and like yep. if they get downed, you can either just finish the fight and then they'll pop up, or mm -hmm. you can go. Um, revive them by just pressing x while you're standing yeah. next to them um but it doesn't work the other way uh yeah. if you're if you're playing with a computer yeah they are pretty like oh i better kill everything like it's like they think that's the only way to do it unless you can be right next to them sometimes and they'll be like oh, i gotta get in a fist fight with this guy oh i died and you're like thanks bud <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh, yeah, there were a few times when i very specifically had to like tell dom to like pull back like off of off of an enemy i'm just like no stop no you're you're too close come on come yeah. back come back oh well, especially at the end yep on the train yep uh okay. especially in the harder difficulty that's another reason why you want to play harder difficulty with a partner because he just like runs towards him doesn't get in cover really at all and then just goes down and you're like Come on, man! Please. He's like, you oh. gotta like, you gotta oh. run up there faster. It's basically a race to kill the boss before Dom gets himself killed. Sometimes, yeah. Um, usually, they're pretty good at staying in cover. You know, like, let me be the commando. Let me go run up and take the risky things. Because if you die, it's just aggravating to me. 
you know, if I die, I'm only annoying myself. Sure. <laughs> so it's like there were some moments though that I, I I got frustrated at the like I was barely I was barely out of cover for long at all, and oh, I yeah. got and I got ruined and 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 there weren't you know it, it's not like a sniper got me, although yeah. that that did happen. They they try <laughs> and call it out. They're like you know, it's it, it's cool though because like you you'll get into these arenas, and like uh, the way that they introduce a lot of the enemies in the game are through these these what they call uh emergence holes which is just kind of like a hole opens up in the ground and they start crawling out right yeah and, and then if you're quick or if you've died a few times and you know it's coming <laughs> uh you just kind of have a grenade ready and just toss it right in there before a whole lot of guys come out that grenade can even take out guys that are like actively trying to get out of the hole <laughs> yeah it's pretty satisfying that too and it just see a bunch of gore and sand fly in the air when you when you throw it in there yeah it's uh it's one of those things where like i still remembered where a lot of them would come out i'd be like run i just run really fast equip the grenade throw it okay and then another one on the, it, it it ruins the surprise a little bit after you've played it but like when you're mm -hmm. first playing you're like they can pop up anywhere and it kind of if that's where it feels almost a little survi survival horror ish oh sure there's some areas uh, as there's a lot of darkness in mm -hmm. this game i know that people look at at games from the seventh generation and a lot of them talk about oh it's just a lot of browns and grays and stuff like that <laughs> this game also fits that mold to some extent but they do a lot with like like dark settings with like interesting lighting um uh, there's a lot of underground things as well but even just, I mean, I think there's enough variety with the enemies that there's still moments that are like, ah, like, like the whole doom like monster closets, right? Like, yeah. like you said, there's a, there's a, there's an entry point behind you now. And so now you got to figure out, like, can I get to that without leaving myself too exposed? Or should I get into cover somewhere else? Cause these other guys are going to come flank me. Like, like the, the computer felt relatively smart yeah uh for the enemies anyway mm -hmm. uh, i feel after playing them both in a row but it felt like the ai for the team members was a lot dumber in the ultimate edition which is interesting you know, the opposite of what you would expect because the ultimate edition is essentially a port of the pc version of the first game and it mm -hmm. adds you know a couple a couple small sections that uh kind of really stand out if you've played it before so the story itself like follows like a five chapter or five act arc mm -hmm. i think that's i think like all the games have kind of yeah, modeled yeah. itself after that this first game but there's like five full there's like a full probably 45 minute section ish mm -hmm. at least um including a big big fight with the biggest enemy in the game a big not. surprise if you've not if you've played the first one extensively and then all of a sudden this isn't what i'm used to what's going on right. here so it's like it was cool like it was almost like playing it for the first time again so th this moment here for me was a shock like I, I i was really surprised by it it, it was one of your like how did you feel about this edition like you said oh, you said it fit but uh yeah, what would you think about the fight itself it was cool and challenging like really challenging uh usually when you fight one of the the brumach uh in an 
any of the other games, you're more equipped for it, I would say. Like you've got the other games introduce more uh, devastating weapons like the mortar and stuff like that. But this one, you, you know, you had, you had the, you know, some basic weapons and uh, you had to be really strategic because that, that was one of those out of, as soon as you're out of cover, get back in some other cover quick. Well, even uh, just yeah. even, and, and you and you can't let him get too close. Like he got the big stomp. I I kept getting stomped. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, uh, like, like it was one of those moments where it's like, I can't get mad at this because I know I'm just not doing it right. Like, but it was yeah. just like, like, oh, like, like yeah. I would actually get both arms, uh, disabled, disabled. Yeah. yeah, we get both arms disabled, and then, and then uh, missile volley. <laughs> yeah, I just got I just got wiped. Like I, I I I didn't stick to cover well enough for like the angle they had on me was was not yeah. right. Yeah, you got to keep distance, but not too much distance. But also, uh, yeah, this is probably the only point in the game where just being behind cover wasn't enough. Like you mm -hmm. needed to be behind cover and far enough away that the rockets can just take you right out, or he can stomp on you, or. Yeah, it's uh, that's what I mean. It adds like an extra strategy that you got to think about that uh, you won't really find anywhere else in the game. Um, yeah, there's, me, there's one there's one spot that I can think of that that had some like real importance and like you had to be super intentional about how you were moving. And so one of the one of the moments in, that I really enjoyed was earlier in the game. I think it was like Act Two. Um, you're you're traveling at night. And there's this area, basically at night, uh, if you remember, if you remember Pitch Black, um, yeah. like there's at night in that movie is when these monsters come out and they have like flying ones that are like razor sharp type enemies. And, and, and mm -hmm. they exist in this game as well. And they're called the Krill. Uh, yeah. And so the important part here is that you needed to be very careful about where you were stopping and you couldn't stay in the darkness for too long. And so like you would have to go and find propane tanks, shoot them to make them catch on fire mm -hmm. and then run, like use that to kind of path your way through the level. And I just thought it was really cool to give you that purpose and that kind of direction while still having to have encounters, like you still had fights against yeah. the locust and you were still dealing with those guys. And then if you stuck around too long in the darkness or you, you maybe you've missed one of the tanks because it was like hidden off to the side behind something. Boards. Yeah. 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 You missed it and you just get just, just shredded. And it was, it was far, gross. <laughs> as far as points in the game, I'd say that one and another area near the end have the most ah oh, come on moments where you die and you're like oh i barely barely did that you know mm -hmm. uh, where uh there's that point uh yeah and that's weird that you shoot the propane tanks to get the light and then you rush towards them yes right. against it's against anything you've ever been taught in any other video game mm -hmm. it's usually shoot the propane tank and get as far away from it as you can yeah but uh yeah well it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it works cool though because they they built in uh like there was a purpose for them in the store. Like, like there was some exposition done with these checkpoint guys who you were, who you talked to along the way. And they were like, man, you shouldn't have blown all that up. Like we need, we needed that. Like, yeah, we need and it's like, well, 
like, sorry. Official gears business. Mind your own business. Yeah. <laughs> and there's and there's no way to get through there without. Like, like you, you can't just, like, if you miss one, you have, like, a very minimal window of being able to make it. Um, yeah, it's it's mostly you're not going to make it. If you do make it, uh, you had, like, you had 99% mm. just about to die. But, yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple you can miss, but, yeah, you got to, it's, Definitely a keep your eyes open moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Besides that, come on moment. Uh, there's a part at the end that's kind of Indiana Jones ish, I would say, where you're in the little mine cars. And oh, you've sure. Got, and you've got the exploding um, wretches. Mm, yes. Uh, that part is okay on normal, but if you're playing on insane, an explosion automatically just pulps you. Oh. So you got to be super. Because they're, they're like hanging precise. on the ceiling, right? Like, like yeah. you have a, a very short time to take them out before. And those are the guys who like. Yeah. I, I I found myself with with those guys, especially because there's a bunch on the train toward the end, as mm -hmm. well. I found myself, uh, trying to salvage ammo and just meleeing them, because I could. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't think about the proximity. There's a spot where you can fall into the basement with a ton of those guys. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, that's that that yeah, that's got the some of the most like, you know, it feels more like a zombie moment at those. Yeah, at when, when you get a bunch of those guys around because they're you can kill them, but you know you gotta you gotta keep moving too because they mm -hmm. they can swarm you pretty quick and they might be like the wimpiest enemies in the game that's kind of like uh if you got swarmed by the little grunts from halo it's like a comparison. yeah it's like a shameful death where you're like oh those guys got me come like, on oh. man the guys that i can like punch and they die damn mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> it's uh that's good it's, it's a little bit crazy that that might be one of the more challenging parts in the game on insane is what i remember because you shoot them and they fall down directly they can fall into the next Things so you got to also be in cover, and you're popping in and out. And if your AR partner is garbage and isn't pulling his weight, sometimes even he can get killed. And you're like, "Oh, come on!" Yeah, it's really unforgiving. I'd say this is probably the hardest one really? on Insane um, of of the series. Yeah, that I've played. Really? Okay. Yeah, that I can really think of. Like they all got their their challenges for sure, but this one seemed the most unforgiving. Okay. But still manageable. Like a lot of it was like, as long as you're using your cover cro correctly, you're good. I remember restarting that more than I wanted to on on Insane. My co-op playthrough it was pretty frustrating because you'd be like, I I killed him, but then his exploding corpse killed me. So, yeah, that's... So, yeah, it felt like kind of almost. Uh, you got to be so quick with it that it felt kind of like a whack-a-mole game where if you don't whack the mole. The wax you. <laughs> so. so let me let me ask you this: How on on insane difficulty? How hard is the berserker fight? Like what? What? What changes? Is it just? Is it just a matter of damage, or or do they actually like? Uh, like 
he's a bit smarter. He I think he dashes more at you more. Okay. But he can kill you pretty much just as easy. But instead of getting downed, like sometimes you know he only downs you if he hits you. Mm. Anytime he hits you, you're pretty much just pulp. Gotcha. Just like one so, shot. Uh, yeah, it's that's probably the hardest part. I mean, you take more damage on insane, but if he anything is explosive, it pretty much kills you right away. You're lucky if you get downed. They're pretty relentless. <laughs> but it's gotcha. you know, it's still fun. It's part of the part of the challenge of it. I mean, yeah. if you're playing on insane, you ask for it, I guess. Sure. <laughs> but hey, I mean that's the that's the experience. I mean, they didn't they didn't market this game as uh this is gonna be a walk in the park. Like this is this was going no, to be absolutely. a challenge. Um the Berserker fight I th- I, I thought in for those who haven't had a chance yet to play it, the Berserker is blind but has really good hearing and can smell you and yeah. uh, and basically just r- charges at you. Um, and like the juggernaut, basically, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was thinking like the office linebacker guy, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that that's basically it. The moment that it realizes you're there, it's just like, just like. Just, just runs at, yeah. at you. If there's a wall, but if, if there's a wall or a column or something, just like right through it. Um, yeah. And you need to use them at least in the first time, which is toward the end of Act One or at the end of Act One. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you need to get them, guide them to like open the next door, and you have to have that. You have to do that a couple of times to get out into a courtyard. And I actually, I don't know how it happened, but the first time that when I was playing this uh, ultimate version, I managed to get out to the courtyard and the, um, the doorway uh, to prevent you from going back inside has like debris that covers it up mm-hmm. and the berserker was inside. Oh, and so I couldn't, I couldn't use the, the hammer of Dawn, which I just realized that we haven't even talked about the hammer yet. Yeah. Um, uh, but you you need you need the berserker to be outside to be able to use the weapon, and so when I reloaded the the checkpoint, we we were all outside. It was like okay, that's, that's good. Really, that would suck if you were just had to redo all had to redo all there. of that back to the beginning of that encounter. But, yeah, it's it can be a pain, and uh, once you you know, just like any game, once you're used to it, you kind of know how to deal with it. But the first time you fight that thing, it's horrifying. Luckily, I, like luckily, the characters in the game are pretty good for being like, we gotta try and get them outside or whatever you know like they're pretty good at hinting through not super obvious sounding ways like it's one of those games where you should definitely pay attention to what they're saying during battle but i remember the first time just trying to like kill them with just shooting because i wasn't playing it very loud because it's a pretty loud game and i think everyone at my house was in bed when i was playing it and i was <laughs> like what do i do to this guy and then i turned it up a little bit and they're like well, get him outside and i was like oh there you go <laughs> okay we'll do yeah. that and uh, yeah it's cool like they kind of, not every game, but uh, he's in a couple of the games. And they find a cool evolution for him in most of the games. Like, you fight him again in the third one. There's, like, a Lambent one, which is, like, a, you know, I don't want to go too much into... We always struggle with picking games of the month sometimes, especially games that have established series, because it's, like, we know that maybe this game is maybe the better game in the series or, you know, mm. or maybe that's up for debate. Uh, and so it's like, we should play that. But then we ultimately leave out everybody who hasn't played the first one because they feel like, I, you know, 
because a lot of us, especially those of us who sure. like our story-driven games, like to be in the know, right? They don't they don't want just a five-minute summary video to lead into well, Gears absolutely. 2. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to... Yeah, there's not really even a last time on Gears. To kind well, of... they started to add it, right? Yeah, like right. So, so 5 had a here's everything, or here's kind of like the cliff notes yeah. of the game to lead, to lead up to this. We picked this game, and, I, and I, I hope that people who maybe are listening to this who didn't get a chance to play along, uh, you know, I, I, I do hope that you take the opportunity to give this uh, to give this one a try. The, the, the story itself, and I mean, I think, I think, Jason, I think you are a testament to it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you played the first game and you were crazy about it and you've played all of them since. I get uh, crazier and crazier about it. Uh, you know, I, the last few games. It's a sign you know, of a good series though, right? Yeah, without, I mean, yeah, with, yeah, without going into it, it's a strong first game that makes you want, you know, wow, I wonder how they built on this. And it's a, definitely on the 360, they got better and better and better and more cool weapons are added, more cool enemy types they don't kind of you know if you're definitely playing a gears game when you play them and there's not a whole ton new stuff to learn but they do do some great quality of life changes and keep it interesting with the new guns there's all types of uh new things to play around Mm -hmm. with every every time that's like one of the draws i find because you're like oh how am i going to use this in multiplayer or horde mode and Mm -hmm. That's the only bummer is that the first game doesn't have the horde mode, which is like the co-op survival thing. And that's probably my favorite thing of the series. So horde mode is the like PVE, like the like you're a squad versus waves. Yeah. Waves right? and, waves and, and that was the third one, right? No, second one came out with it. Uh, third one, one improved it. on it. Okay. Uh, third one, you could build the fortifications. And it wasn't just like find a area and like bunker down. Like you could pick kind of a base. Okay. Build, put up wire and stuff to like hold things back and so it's almost like yeah. a tower defense kind of situation yeah, yeah. almost yeah you can like kind of bottleneck them because it'll be like oh i can't really get through here but i could go this other way so sometimes you put up the defenses on both sides and they'll kind of try to come down the middle and it's it's a lot of fun without going too much into the other games like gears 2 i got the maximum level in multiplayer almost exclusively just playing hard and you don't get a lot of experience from playing hard i played a little bit i got you know some of the achievements for playing the other modes, but I was all about Horde, and yeah, I bought map packs just for more Horde maps. It's not something you can play by yourself. You know, I'd say it's comparable to came out around the same time that uh, Call of Duty started doing the zombies. Oh sure, but but, uh, yeah, I don't get into zombies. I think because I was was, into Horde. That was when when online services all kind of started to figure out how to best uh, deliver uh, an experience that like motivated. It's not just you and a friend, but now it's like you and three friends. So that's yeah. Now yeah, we just sold four copies of the game. Exactly. You thought it was cool, and all these people have to have Xbox Live. There but that's go. that's one testament to the series is it's what I consider as far as these kind of games like the last good couch co-op game. It's like keeping couch co-op alive. Yeah, I mean, I, I was reading up that uh, when this launched. It supplanted Halo 2 as the most played Online Xbox game. Live game. Yeah. Until Halo 3 came out yeah. the next year. So like <laughs> it, it held that for for I mean a year at that point is a long time. Yeah, uh and it's a kind of a love-hate thing. Uh some people 
love the style of the fighting because it's a lot different than any other game, even other third person games, as far as multiplayer, you know, there's the tricks, you know, just like Halo has like, wow, punching does almost as much damage as in loading a whole clip on a guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, this game was pretty synonymous with rolling up on someone and shotgunning them. It was just a bunch of somersault shotgun artists (laughs) for a lot of the matches. So, uh, you know, I, I wasn't a huge, huge fan of the multiplayer aside you know, I, I get into it a little bit, but, you know, I don't know, it's one of those things you definitely have to practice. You can't just wander into and start playing. Like, you can't play the uh, online the same way you can play the campaign, I find. You really need some kind of, well, especially, so in in this mode, in, in Ultimate mm-hmm. um, as well. Granted, I, I didn't play in Ultimate, but really, I think, I think the only additions really are, like, player skins in the Ultimate yeah. Edition. Yeah, yeah mostly everything's the same uh, same maps and all that i don't think they really added any maps it's like it's 4v4 uh and mostly it's just you have one life and once it's gone for that round you're done uh, yeah there's death matches like... there's also the king of the hills where you do respawn okay, uh, okay and then there's basically like capture a ring and then there's know. vip or it, it's called assassination i think think so yeah. like each each team has a leader and yeah. the first team to take out the other team's leader um gets a point gets <laughs> gets, yeah. gets the round it's i mean it's cool it, it's quick that's oh, yeah, what I, that's what i remember the most is like is like it, you if you got downed if you were the first death in the round you maybe had to wait a minute or two yeah you're waiting quite a while but uh sometimes yeah sometimes the the last guy would be a real champ and you know take the clutch win but yeah it was yeah it's it was one of those ones where it's it's fun to watch in spectator even after if you suck you can watch other people not suck kind of kind of revise your own strategy be like oh yeah that's what i should have done so i mean one, one of the cool things is that there there's there's more than just the story like like you've got you've got competitive Ultimately competitive multiplayer. You've got some co-op stuff in the series um, that you can really dig into if you choose to. Um, it's one of those ones that's like definitely a good. It's a good first game to build a foundation on. Like mm-hmm. uh, other series that came out around the same time. I don't know how they even got a second one. If you've ever played the first Assassin's Creed, uh, for example, I did. I did. Um, I don't know if the has the club done an Assassin's Creed game. We have not. Okay, because that's one I would say, like, you know, skip the first one. Start yeah, we should. <laughs> that's what, like, uh, actually, during one of my podcasts, we do a thing called the Backlog, backlog Roulette, mm-hmm. and uh, it's effectively a way to get us to play all these games that we were just talking about. Oh, man, I want to play this, but for some reason, it just goes on the shelf while you try to keep up with the new releases. Yeah. Stuff like that. So we... Uh, we uh, we designed that to get us playing stuff. And uh, my co-host, Chris, the old-ass retro gamer, friend of ours, uh, he got Assassin's Creed on one of the last ones. And he was a trooper and powered through it. But he's just like, how did it just get a second one? I'm like, I don't know. I'm glad they did. Because I said the same thing when I was like, I, I keep hearing it's an awesome series. And there's cool moments. But yeah. yeah, Here, I, Here's where I, it really I, starts. But this one is like, it starts strong. And then it builds upon... Mm-hmm. I'm not to, I'm not just here to gut Assassin's Creed. Sorry, Assassin's Creed fans. But <laughs> I think most people I've talked to kind of agree 
it starts cool and you're like, oh, this is cool. Then you go to the second area and it's the same. You're basically doing yeah. the same thing in like four or five rinse, rinse and repeat kind of thing. Yeah. And it, yeah, it definitely sure. builds upon it and gets better. But like this one, I said, it starts strong and the series kind of stays strong. There's, you know, there's a few, I don't know, moments where you could say it stumbles a little bit. But I think sure. for the. I think I, I think a game I think a game series that's now has uh, seven eight games in it if you count tactics and gears pop they're allowed a a, a stinker once in a while right yeah yeah I want to try tactics and hopefully it comes to the consoles soon because uh, as much as I uh, I really liked Halo Wars as much as a lot of people dismiss that uh, so I'm I'm all for like trying a different style in the same universe as a game. Yeah. I've 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 heard every indication I've heard is it fits perfect and it'll be on Game Pass whenever it comes. Yeah. I don't know if you don't have Game Pass, you should get Game Pass. I'll, I'll still buy it. You'll I'm still like, buy it. I'm, okay. I'm like that. I'll, I'll play the digital games on it. It definitely comes in handy for those. So I'd probably like get a month at a time. I don't think I'd stay subscribed to it, kind of. So yeah, I'll get I'm physical games. <laughs> as I'm out, but I'll I'm be. Pre I'm preloaded for a while. Like I'm paid up until January. No, February 2022. Um, Damn. on so, Game Pass, so I'm, I'm not I'm a sad. Series X day one guy, I guess. <laughs> we'll see, we'll yeah. see. I uh, I need to know when pre orders can open. I think for me, the the cool thing, and I don't, <laughs> I don't mean to take us on a tangent with Game Pass here, but like the cool thing I think about it is like I see people who like freak out if their Amazon order is late. Yeah, that's me. And it's like if I have Game Pass, only when I really care, though, and when I really <laughs> care is the only time it isn't like the day that's supposed to be there. Yeah. When it's a game, it's I'm like, like yeah, I want it, but yeah. I'll pre-order it. But in and this it's... case, it's like I could I could pre-download it. I can have it. I can still get my physical copy if I want a physical copy of it. Um, but honestly, I haven't I haven't had to like. Yeah. like but maybe 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 Game Pass will lead us to like cooler collector's editions, like Absolutely. even cooler collector's editions. Absolutely, I'm just hoping they don't do like the PC games. Where you get like the collector's edition and it comes with a case with a code for the game to download it. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I'm 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 pretty sure when everything goes all digital, that's what's going to be, basically like PC collector's editions. But that could be. Uh, that could be. As long Anyways. as they sell steel books. <laughs> Anyways, all right, pull it back in here. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, let me see here. But that is a solid option to play Gears. You can play it for basically free. Basically, yeah. Yes. And, 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 and any of the newer ones. A, what's that? Oh, I, I was gonna say and it, it's not a long game. Uh oh, there's yeah. and, and there's there's good substance to it, you know. You uh there's there's stuff to collect in the in the in the main quest, um, in the form of like dog tags, which unlock like a, a side comic book. Mm -hmm. Um which I haven't I haven't delved into that. One of the cool things I want I want to talk about what some of the things that even just the the opening like 10 minutes of the game does is to set a lot of like like you're put in the middle of a story you're not put at the beginning of the story yeah it doesn't right? start on emergence day it's like 15 years later or something like close to that isn't it 15 or 20 years after so, something like that yeah I, like the world, the world is destroyed at this point, right? For some yeah. reason, your character's in prison, and your best friend's here to bail you out by ripping the door off. And because uh, <laughs> that's what do bros do. That's right. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna get you out. Uh, and and then uh, 
proceeds to say, hey, like, we got one shot. Let's go. Uh, I need you. And and then you go off on your little quest. But they they do so much. And I I heard somebody talk about this in, like, the lead-up to... Maybe it was the lead-up to 4. But they talked about... Oh, you know, it was was an interview with Rod Ferguson. He talked about one of the biggest things for Gears was that they built negative space in Mm. the world. Meaning that they talked about how it's like... Like, the first time one of these characters meets Marcus Phoenix, who is the lead character, Absolutely. they go, Marcus Phoenix, you fought in the Pendulum or the pendulum Wars. Yeah, and it makes you go, what's that's, that? It's, and the, only time, it's yeah. the only time they reference it in the entire game, but it's like, oh, this guy, like, it makes, yeah, it makes you inquisitive. You go like, well, what's that? What's his deal? What were the Pendulum Wars? Like, what was, what's all that? Why is he like a war hero? Why is he? Yeah, he's a war hero, but he's in jail. Like, what did right. he do? And what's like, happening? Like, like that's what. Yeah, that's how you organically make people care about, mm-hmm. you know, where the story goes, what the hell led to this, and they only give you a little bit each game, and mm-hmm. uh, especially where where five's gone, you it really goes. Ooh. It, yeah. it always gives you a little bit that makes you makes you think some more and then you got to wait for the next game they really know how to keep that going by starting in the middle of the story is especially is the best thing because then you're like there's so much back story that they can expand on with comics Mm -hmm. movies or something comics movies tv series like all all of that is on the table and i don't doubt that some of those (laughs) things could happen um but yeah they i mean they could totally do uh marcus phoenix the college years or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, they could just make Gears of War Pendulum Wars or something. Yeah. But... Uh, it, and I think that's a, I think that's actually what t- Tactics has to do. I think it's around that time. So they can jump all over in the timeline with these games, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what they've done. They've So far, they've had one prequel game that was before this, but even that was after Emergence Day. So it's... it's a, yeah, it's, it's a pretty ripe world for... Uh, you know, keeping keeping it going with games. It's not really scraping the bottom of the barrel when they add a new one. You're like, what? That that guy died in the last one. How do they? Oh, he's back to life now. You know, they don't have to do big flights of fancy. They can just kind of, all right, this is what the threat is now. We got to keep. Why are they fighting? Like, yeah. So it's uh yeah. So so far they haven't had one where it's stupid where they've just been, you know, where you got to use a suspension of disbelief to be like, why there's another one. You know, some games kind of shoot themselves in the foot that way mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't know how to make a an end where they uh you know they leave it open or they just make an end where you feel like oh that must be they just must be tired of making these games that's the end there can there can't possibly be another one yeah um, well and 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 without without uh sharing oversharing information here like yeah. like the end of this game they knew the sequel was coming. Like, like they they were prepared for it, right? Like, there's there's very much a, oh, this is not over, <laughs> like yeah. type of yeah. moment. Um, but, yeah, to to uh, kind of make a pun, sort of. Sorry, ahead of time, yeah. but uh, you literally just kick the hive, and uh, <laughs> and piss everyone off. So it's it's good, but uh, it it also has enough finality to be like, all right, that's a good. Mm-hmm jumping off point to be the end of this game that's why i think i love the series is that it's just the way it, it tells the story 
it doesn't overshare it doesn't tell you too much but it keeps you wondering and okay well i gotta get the next game now yeah and also has the gameplay to back it up where it's not boring so i think that's what i really liked about it uh did you have any favorite characters or anything like that uh, i mean i think the main uh, you 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 mentioned before that like that like the characters are always they're they're super chatty in in a good way and there's sometimes. there's there's back and forth <laughs> sometimes yeah there's well there's some fun back and forth like so you meet up with a couple of guys uh, from Alpha Squad that's uh, Damon Baird and Augustus Cole um, and they become pretty much staples except when except when they're like okay you guys are gonna be over here now. Like they yeah. just kind of be like, you guys uh, stay. Everyone just goes in, in pairs everywhere, it seems. Yeah. Like, there'll yeah, be yeah. like one big firefight where all of them are there, but then, okay, there's uh, two ways to go. I guess two of you that way, two of us this way. And mm -hmm. I mean, it gives you alternate routes to take every, each time you play the game, too. So I get that. That's true. Pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I, I dug those two guys. I mean, I, I think everyone's going to say that they like Marcus. Um, mm -hmm. He's just like the vo his voice is is exactly what you would want. Uh, like you said, John DiMaggio is yeah. uh, is is the voice for for Marcus Phoenix. Um, Excellent voice actor. Yeah. Bender from Futurama. If you don't know who that, he's also Waka from Final Fantasy X. Absolutely, and yeah. and Final Fantasy VII. He's uh, what's that guy's name? Heidegger. Heidegger. Yeah. And yeah, he's also Jake the dog. If you're a kid, and like there you go. Time. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are pretty stoked. He's all over the place. Yeah, he's he's a pretty prolific actor. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I like Marcus. Hate Baird. Baird's so just kind of, Baird's just like he's like character. he's the egghead, but he's he's supposed to be just a, a jerk. Like he yeah. comes across he's as a just dickhead, a, egghead, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you know uh, he's not too bad in this game. Like he's a little yeah. You, you get his character like ah, oh, he's kind of an ass. Whatever. Uh, one thing Church and I noticed when we're playing through the other ones, it's like he's a lot more quippy in the couple of the other ones where you're just like, okay, shut up now. Like I'm really not into you right now. But then they actually make a game where he's like the central character. Him and Cole are kind of the only ones that are from you know, from the other games that are in gotcha. it. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, you warm up to him a bit more in that one, but yeah. Every time he kind of he, he kind of gets my eyes rolling a bit during these games. <laughs> yeah, but and, and, and I think it's nice that he kind of they 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 don't they don't overdo it. Like if they if they had him with you from the moment you meet him to the end of the game, like and yeah, you did never got a break from yeah. him. Would be, uh, that would be really tough. But yeah, he's he's good in he's good in spurts for yeah. sure. Like he. He's effective in what he's supposed to be doing. Like, it's not like they're like, oh man, everyone's going to love this Baird guy. It's not like he's like <laughs> Jar Jar, where they're like, oh, people are going to love this guy. And you're like, no, actually, he's, you know, he's an ass and they intended him to be that way. So, you know, he's effective and everyone's got their own personality. So it's different. Yeah. I, th I think people love Cole, though. Like, I, I think Cole is like, like, uh, the Cole train. Like, I, I feel like he's, so he's a former football player who like became a soldier. And like I, I don't know. Like he continues to embody that the the dude bro uh, like mentality, but he's he seems more playful with it. Yeah. And I think I I think I like him for that reason. 
definitely. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, yeah, they're they all they all have their own, like I said, personalities that you, you come to enjoy or, you know, get annoyed by. Yeah. It's great. Uh what about the the antagonists? The the one big bad mm-hmm. in this game is General Rom, who's in Killer Instinct now? Like Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he's well, they also um, got a battle toad, and you know those fighting games, they're kind of going the Mortal Kombat route or Soul Calibur. Sure. I guess Soul Calibur did it first. I should give credit where it's due, but they always <laughs> have their guest fighters. You know, Rom to me, you don't get enough of him. He he seems like a combination of Nemesis from RE3 and <laughs> uh, Lurts from Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, it's totally, totally true. Uh, speaking on the story of like how how well they flesh everything out, he seemed kind of underdeveloped. He's just kind of like, oh, he's he's the leader, and he wants to kill Gears. Mm-hmm. That's basically as far as that goes. But yeah, then you find not, out he's not the leader, leader. Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not a ton of motive. You don't get a lot of insight into the why. Like, why did Emergence Day happen? Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they definitely flesh it out later on, but it's definitely one of the big questions. Like, so why'd they emerge and kill everyone? Yeah. Just, why like, do they continue the to people? do it? Yeah. They're, they're the mole people that just can't stand the surface dwellers and think it's their time in the sun. For as, as far as your just straight up the enemies you're dealing with, they, yeah, they, all, they all have a style to them. The locusts are like one race, and then the Theron are like a slightly different race. Obviously, the wretches are different. The corpses are their own thing. Like it, it's, yeah, it's because it, at first they basically seem like Orakai with guns. Yeah, the Therans are just seem like uh, like skinnier versions of like more like a goblin with a uh, you know they're more stealthy. Whereas the other ones are just kind of big. And they, and they got big flowy. Like, they got big flowy like capes or like coats yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they got some real cool regalia. Whereas the other <laughs> ones are just kind of wearing pants and <laughs> run right. at you, and you're like, all right, and then. Yeah, oh, there's the, the shirtless dude, thing. the shirtless dude with the shotgun. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then you got the yeah, you got the spiders, looking things that are the corpses, and uh, yeah, they're gigantic. Yeah, so they got a, you know, they got a good set of enemies. They're not just, you know, like a lot of the other shooter yeah, games where, like, where they got like two kinds of sh- soldier. You're like, oh, there's the heavy guy, and then there's the little nothing grunt guy. So it's cool. It's good. You know, get, you don't get bored of shooting the same guys all the time. Yeah. Well, and and they do a nice job of mixing it up. And again, if you if you manage to like in some of those cases, those fights that would have a lot of the like just drone type enemies, those are those fights that you can end early. Uh, yeah. If you're coming out of the holes or whatever. Yeah. And they, but they yeah they found they found a good way to even switch that up where you're fighting essentially. The same kind in the other games, but they they always got a twist to them. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. So definitely play the series, people. Check, check, play check the series. Check it out. Don't just dismiss it as like a Call of Duty type game. I, I find it's got a lot more a lot more life to it and more creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a yearly iteration game where they're just popping them out, you know. They give it some love. <laughs> they sure do.
audio in this uh, is pretty on point. And we mentioned it earlier that it's like, like death is a very noisy thing in this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very squishy, splattery, yeah. macaroni sounds. <laughs> yeah, or, or like, yeah, or like someone took a bunch of fajita meat and threw it against a wall kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of splatter. <laughs> yeah. just, um, but it, yeah, just, just all of it, like everything is, has purpose. There's, um, especially like, you know, when you're running, like the surface you're running on, you hear differences. Like if you're running in on like a, uh, like a metal, like catwalk kind of thing, you get kind of that as you're like roadie running along and like, yeah. like you'll hear like the metal footsteps and then you'll, you'll go over to like a sidewalk and it sounds different and you hear you slam against and your boots. Yeah. The sound effect, the Foley artists in this like deserve to be in like the video game hall of fame, I think <laughs> for sure. Uh, how about the music? Do you have any music that really, the music so, is, I found it's very purposeful, but it's nothing super, it's, it's not distracting or really stand out. There's a couple. It does a good job to enhance some of the moments, like the, the stuff, like when they, when they set out to do the, like, um, cause they came out and said, we want a tactical third person shooter, but we wanted to also have survival horror. And the music I think is what gets you the closest mm -hmm. to the survival horror aspect. Like just those like kind of like high strings uh, yeah. when you're dealing with, uh, you know, just just you know hallways or like you're in a mansion at one point uh, mm -hmm. and like a door like blasts uh, like like just gets knocked off its hinges and here comes people like and the music all builds that really well. Um, exactly. There's the big anthem for Gears of War. They're like the big when I when I think of Gears of War, the song that I think of isn't from this game but okay. i keep feeling like it is like there's just like the kind of like fanfare i think it's from two is when that starts mm -hmm. um but there's like the start of it happens here like you like yeah. you can kind of see like the, the the seedling of it that that eventually like becomes the second game but um well the horde kind of has like a little bit of a theme to it too i mm -hmm. find but uh that's that one yeah it's like kind yeah. of the music that uh that i think of when i think of gears but you also think of that little sound like that but that that sound that sound when you first started up it's not really a song it's more of like a sound it's like a it's almost like a singing voice Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, really like like on the on the opening like, like screen type like, of thing yeah, like a little um trailing off like singing voice but without saying words it's just kind of going, <laughs> i think i think uh, i've got you i'll 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 yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, th I'll throw that in here too. You, you'll, you'll, you'll know what uh yeah if you played you'll know what I'm, i mean but it's a it's almost like a little operatic voice kind mm -hmm. of trailing but uh, yeah, like it serves its purpose, but there's nothing you're not you're not really gonna want to buy the soundtrack and bump yeah. it in your car. But it, it definitely is is more of an atmospheric soundtrack. All in all, like when this game came out, there were a ton of people who were lauding it. There were you know fives out of fives and high nines, or maybe like mid mid to high nines. Um, and I think that it deserved it then. I think it still deserves it now. Um, I feel I like the ultimate edition d did a really good job. Yeah, noon complete. I mean, if you played the PC version, it probably feels just the same. But for us, 
console guys. It uh, it was a breath of fresh air, some new life into a thoroughly pummeled game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great stuff. Yes, absolutely. So I'm glad we picked it when 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 they said to us, "Hey, we're gonna do a, a, a an exclusive on the Xbox." It was like this feels like the right series for people who because there's a ton of people who've missed it. And I'm I, honest- it yeah, I honestly feel like it's the killer app these days. Like everyone kinda makes Halo synonymous with uh the Xbox, but I find that um the this last gen anyway, it feels like they've you know, there's been one Halo game besides Halo Wars mm-hmm. and the Master Chief collection. But there's been, you know, the two big released Gears games and it feels like the they might be stealing the spotlight a little bit. So I mean, it's good to be more than a one-trick pony, because oh, I know sure. a, lot of, a lot of people, you know, like, oh yeah, have fun with just Halo. What have you like, done like, that's not Gears and Halo? But I mean, it's this is this is the game that they put out to compete with the PS3 launch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this it's, is what they said. They're like, this is chips on the table. We want a third-party exclusive to be the the reason why you decide to pick up a, a 360 that you could cook things on and yeah. instead, of, <laughs> instead right. of a ps3 i really still want the gears of war edition of gears of war 3 360 bundle uh i bought the halo 4 one mm-hmm. that came out like two months before it and it was so mad when i saw the gears 3 one and i was like ah oh, for christ's sake i just got that's the red one, one right yeah the red one that makes yeah. the gears when you turn it on i've got uh, the halo 4 one's amazing looking it actually reminds me more of like a Mass Effect uh, 360, but it's with the blue, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, yeah, is what it is. <laughs> Sorry, another tangent. Hey, I'm good at I'm good at that. You <laughs> 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 need to fill time. Just get me talking about crap. Hey, it's all good stuff. We love games here, but yeah, I think I think we're gonna call it a day for Gears of War. So on behalf of the club uh, and the other hosts of CC Prime, I want to thank you jason for joining us to talk about gears of war uh jason where are the best places that people can find you and your content and are there any projects that you're working on that you'd like to share or let us know to keep an eye out for well uh my youtube channel is corpse flood gaming uh i host the super enabler bros show podcast with my friend chris the old ass retro gamer and we're gonna have to have you on as a guest okay soon if you can make the time uh i also do you know unboxing stuff i'm i'm a little i'm a little behind on the content on the youtube because you know life's busy but uh i find the podcast is a way to keep at least a bi-weekly content coming so i'm loving that i'm also on the game tenants podcast with my friend church the game grinder you can find that over on his channel or on any podcast apps uh you can also find me on twitter and facebook under corpse flood gaming and uh yeah, just follow me if you want to see the ridiculous amount of games I beat. <laughs> <laughs> and he does, he does. And 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 I'll make sure that there, there will be uh, links to all of that in the show notes as well. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, for sure. We appreciate you. having you on. I know it was two months in a row. Um, but hey, I like video games here too. Yeah, <laughs> especially gears. I was like, anytime you need to talk about gears, I'm I'm down home. That's better awesome. than better than talking to people who don't care about. Gears. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I work, true. Like, oh my god! And they're like, I don't, I don't care, dude. 
It's not Fortnite. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, if you want to find me again, uh, you can find me, Musty Hobbit, on Twitter at Musty Hobbit. Uh, I've also recently started putting more videos on my YouTube channel. So if you ever are interested in Xboxer briefs, you can check out uh, youtube.com slash Musty Hobbit. I've been loving those. those videos. Loving Thank those. you. I've been yes. so happy to be able to start putting those uh, out again. Um, yeah, it was like, oh, when it, like I, you put out like what two or three of them, and then mm-hmm. and there wasn't one for a while. I was like, ah, oh. yeah. Well, we're we're I'm I my my buffer has built up a little bit. Um, it's yeah. not a huge buffer, but at least it's it's giving me time to be able to. to do these and get kind of a nice rhythm with them. So uh, I know that streaming, uh, the, many of you know that I, I uh, stream on Twitch. Uh, that is kind of taking a little bit of a backseat, but I want to kind of, I'm trying to, summer's a thing. Yeah, uh, it suck when you're trying to, you want to, you got ambitions, but then other stuff's like, hey, I'm more important. You're like, yeah, I get that. But yeah. I want to, some fun stuff I want to do. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's my main struggle. I've got ambitions, but not the time not endless time yeah so yeah. so we, we we keep things balanced but yeah if you're interested in any of those things again i'll put links in the show notes as well if you want to check those out but with this we close out another episode of the cartridge club uh for the month of july cartridge club prime will be playing super mario world 2 yoshi's island on the super nintendo you can also find that on the switch uh online service as well as the Super Nintendo Classic Edition, if you have that. And the Quick Save Club uh, will is in the middle of playing Antichamber. That's their game for uh, for the month, I believe, of June and July as well. Uh, if you are looking ahead to August, we have a big game ahead in August. So if you want to get a head start, we're playing Witcher 3 for Woo! CC Prime. Uh, I'm excited for that I bought one. an Xbox One. Yeah. I, 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 like, okay, whatever comes first. Arkham Knight or Witcher 3, um, get, that's when I'm going to get the Xbox One finally. And then I actually just finally finished that at the beginning of this year. I don't do resolutions, but I was like, you know what? I got a bunch of games that I'm like really far into and I'm got to get, I got to finish these. There's no excuse for not finishing them. And <laughs> Witcher was the most uh, egregious thing that I was like. I found out that I just had to go up to the guy and be like, hey, okay, let's go do this last battle. And I was like, really? I was that close? And I just <laughs> put it down, and I think Batman came out, actually. That's why I stopped. So that's awful. <laughs> that's Sorry. fantastic. Well, if if you uh, haven't already cleared Witcher 3 off of your backlog, I do hope that you join us uh, in Cartridge Club for the month of August. We will be, again, playing Witcher 3. So look forward to that. Uh But yeah, for me and for the rest of the hosts and for our guests, uh, we look forward to hearing from you sometime real soon. CC Unite. Unite.